You know, nobody really talks about it anymore. But Demi Moore was one of the biggest movie stars in the world in the 90s. She came out of the Brat Pack in the 80s with movies like St. Elmo's Fire and About Last Night and saw huge box office success with Ghost, Indecent Proposal, and Disclosure. She had two Golden Globe nominations and Emmy nominations and was breaking records for how much money women can make in Hollywood, earning $12.5 million for starring in this particular movie. Burt Reynolds, on the other hand, wasn't doing so well in 1996. <laughs> he was one of the most famous people on earth in the 70s, starring in hits like Deliverance, Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run, and that magazine spread where he lies naked on a fur rug, which was parodied by Deadpool, my favorite comedian. <laughs> Unfortunately, Burt Reynolds hadn't seen much success since then. Some poor investments and a bitter divorce and shaving off his mustache led him to filing bankruptcy and making smarter movie choices. Those choices started working out. Strip tease kicked off a Reynolds sance <laughs> that eventually led to an Oscar win in 1997. Moore, on the other hand, started moving in the opposite direction after Strip tease. After shaving her head for 1997's G.I. Jane, she went on a self-imposed hiatus to focus on raising her daughters and rid herself of the diva persona that was starting to build around her. People were calling her, give me more. More like, give me less of this movie, am I right? Anyway, we're talking this week about Striptease, another horny Razzie movie. You got my daughter, and now you try and kill me with an axe? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... I'm Barbara Bush. And I'm George Bush. Yeah, that's the bit I thought you guys were going to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty um, obvious thing to do. Yeah, but, it, but it's a good one. It's pretty, um, it's pretty good. It's, so f- it's funny because they don't look like Barbara Bush and George Bush in the movie. No. Anyway, uh-huh. I'm like Mark Wallen, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Chad Oliver. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys. Twitter being, handle uh, Chad A. Oliver. Introduced. Instagram okay, same. Social security um, number at Mark four. Nope. No. <laughs> okay, guys. So let's let's say this is somebody's uh, first episode of the podcast for whatever reason. A weird Good one. Choice. To, uh, it's a Razzie podcast where we talk about bad movies all the time. Well, the name's cool. ironic. It's actually the worst pictures. Get it. Well, not quite, boys. The way this show works is we each pick our favorite movie from every year we've been alive. Then we talk about the Academy pick for Best Picture of the Year. And then we talk about the Razzie, and that is for Shiggles. And this is a Shiggles cast. So we're going to talk about a very, uh, what people thought at the time was a bad movie. We're going to decide whether or not we agree. But first, I want to know, what have you boys seen recently at the Megaplex? Chad, you go first. Um, I saw that new Marvel movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Whoa! Ant-Man and the Wasp! I know. This is the first time there's been a female character in a title of a Marvel movie, isn't it? It's true. Yep. Other yeah. than Avengers Age of Black Widow. But that... Or... Well... I'm just going to cut uh, that bit out. That was a bad... <laughs> well, <laughs> The Incredible cool. Hulk was Hulk and Mrs. Incredible, so... Uh-huh. What? Mrs. Incredible? <laughs> This is <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, Liv Tyler played. She just never used uh-huh. her powers. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. What about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy featuring Gamora and Nebula? They're here too. 
It was a long, unwieldy title. Yeah, that's why you don't no, remember. That was for it. the international. That, that was for the international release. International um, cut. Yeah, 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 different name. Uh, uh, Roughly <laughs> translates to Guardians of the Galaxy, featuring your good pals Gamora and Nebula. Right, right. Yeah. So, Chad, what did you think about Ant Man and the Wasp? It was fun. I had a very good time. It's really like just impossible task to follow up Infinity War because that's just such a big, big movie and. I hope it's not impossible. They got to do it next year. Well, yeah, but I mean, this is like the first Marvel movie since Infinity War, and two it, months ago. Yeah, two months ago, <laughs> and it's been eons. It was good. It was just mm. like kind of just like what you'd expect from a normal Marvel movie. So it was hard to like gauge my expectations down from like their big mm. event movies mm. back to like uh, normal Marvel movie. But but that right. Paul Rudd is just so funny. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's pretty solid. I had a fun yeah. time watching it. Um, the action is it, all it, really good and like creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I just wish I, I didn't see it all already in the trailers. But I know that doesn't bother yeah, you so much, Cody. But not so much. Um, but you're right. There was a lot of that mm-hmm. action that was shown. There wasn't a lot of that action that wasn't shown. Honestly. Right. And like, it was breathtaking when I saw it in the trailer. I was like, okay, this movie is gonna be awesome. And then it was like, right. oh, I pretty much saw all the those parts but there's a lot of like character stuff in between all that that i actually like and enjoy a decent amount Mm -hmm. there's there's a couple twists where i was like oh shit okay um yeah i don't know with with ghost weren't shown in the trailer um but yeah i mean a lot of the character stuff was really great i i just love the writing of this movie and Mm -hmm. of the amy movies in general and i think paul rudd just is really great just in general Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, one of the biggest credits I'll give it is they um, they dunked on the Marvel trend of everybody trying to hide in disguise by wearing yeah, uh, sunglasses the- and hats. <laughs> he makes a joke where he, uh, Paul Rudd's like, they're going to know it's us. We literally just look like us, but we're wearing hats and sunglasses, <laughs> which is the superhero yeah. disguise from all the other movies. So it was pretty funny for them to be a bit self-aware and yeah. calling that out. It's no, very really good. And it kind of just feels like a, like a breath of fresh air in the Marvel movies where like, Black Panther, I mean, it wasn't like a Captain America, like tied into the lore of the Marvel mm-hmm. movies, but it was mm-hmm. very like, you know, serious and, you know, uh, grand and spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And this was just kind of like, eh, yeah, he's just kind of fucking around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. Like, it was a good time. Um, real interested to see the kind of tone that Captain Marvel gives us mm-hmm. after, you know, after yeah. these two. Like, I, I just don't really know what it's going to be like. So I'm really excited, excited about, about that, that movie. What's next? Captain Marvel. Really? In February. Because they, like, just finished shooting that. Yeah. Yep. So that that comes out, like, in February or March or mm-hmm. some shit. Then it's Avengers 4. Then it's Spider-Man dose. So. Far From Home? Is that the official title? Or is that just it's a It's official. It's official? No, that's official. Yeah. Which, I don't know about that, but whatever. I don't, I'll I don't see love it. that, but whatever. Me either. It's fine. He's going on a field trip. He's far from home. Yeah. To the Soul Stone or whatever. Jake Gyllenhaal is there. Um, oh, as Mysteria. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Hey, movies are good, y'all. I don't know if y'all notice. I like Speaking them. of movies being good, uh, Mark, you talk about one that you may not be sure about whether or not it's good or not. What? I, I, <laughs> well, I saw your I, I saw your review of the movie that you're going to talk about, Mark, and you were a bit conflicted about whether or not it was good. Cody, you're like um, breaking the the fourth wall. This is supposed to feel conversational <laughs> for our audience. Like I actually forgot plan. the review for, that I wrote for this movie, but 
Um, I just wanted to celebrate one of my most cherished holidays, so I saw Sicario Dia del Soldado. Mm. Dia del um, Day of the Soldier, I guess. Whatever. It's yeah. it's the second Sicario movie, and by that I mean it's a completely different take on Sicario. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey, what if that stuff we thought was bad in the first one? What if it was kind of cool, though? Yeah, it's crazy. So Sicario is like this movie about Emily Blunt working for the FBI and like slowly realizing all of the like, crazy and un- inhumane shit that the CIA is doing to like start a drug war. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie is like, um, these people are animals and you kind of have to be, you know... Uh, inhumane but, to right. to be doing any of the kind of fighting the CIA does. And then this one is like, um, actually, they're not that bad, and they're super fucking cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> which which felt weird, but at the, at the same time, like, it was a fun action movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was good. Its politics were a bit murky, but yeah, it was overall pretty good. The first one's still a lot better. Oh, yeah. Um, but but there were parts of this one I liked a lot. I mean, the thing is, Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro, like, aren't phoning it in. Like, they're oh, good no. performances. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. Um, so, and there were, there were moments of this that were, like, just super great and horrifying. There's, like, um, I don't, I mean, it, it's like the second scene of the movie, but I don't really want to spoil it. Um, mm-hmm. But in the supermarket, there's like a moment where oh, yeah. you have no idea what's going to happen, and it just like fucking rocks you in and a then, t- terrifying way. Yes, very terrifying. And then Catherine Keener is also in this, playing kind of a villainy <laughs> role, so that's fun to see. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I, I like how she performs things. How much money do you think Josh Brolin made this summer? Um, at least a dollar or so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. Did he get points on the front or points of the gross? Like, who knows really what his contract looked like. But uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of blockbusters in a row. Yeah. Because it, uh, it was Avengers, Deadpool, Deadpool and then Sicario. Yeah. 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 Sicario really probably made him a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, in comparison, he actually in prob- comparison to the other two, at least. Like, Well, he probably actually has more like he probably gets more of a cut of Sicario than he does of the other ones. Yeah. yeah. I mean especially Infinity War. I mean that pie's getting split a lot of ways. Right. But it's a it's a big pie. It's though. a big pie. It's a very big pie. Also he played blue in Jurassic World, so he's got <laughs> lots of money. Wait. <laughs> it's mocap. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Mo-cap. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um he wanted to play the smartest character in the world. Um, well, that would be so, the Indomaraptor, uh, Indoraptor, but yeah, yeah, whatever. That's the smartest um, creature because it can follow a laser pointer like my cat. That's why it's so yeah. smart. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I saw uh, Purge, the first one, <laughs> the first, the purge. first Purge from like oh, 2010, <laughs> whenever it came out. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that bit was. I coming, thought we were talking about the really replaying the most recent theaters? Purge. Right, purge the four. most re- the most recent Purge, Purge 4, called The First Purge. Um, it is probably the best Purge movie. I, it's not I, saying a whole lot. Exactly. I like that's election my point. year, all right. I like, this is better than that. Cool. Here's the thing. I like all of them. I don't love the first one. Yeah, the first no, one. No, the first one's kind of boring. It was, it's not. Like, if you saw the trailer, you can pretty much guess how the movie's going to go. And, like, it right. just does it to a T, exactly what you'd expect. Doesn't surprise you. Right. Yeah, the, fir- the first one is just a home invasion movie with an interesting setting. 
Um, right, but you don't really the, see much of that setting. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then the second two are... The second one is, like, finally doing something with that setting, and then the third one is actually trying to say something and not doing great. Um, right. And the fourth one is actually trying to say something and doing uh, mildly decently. Yeah, I think what I think what it's trying to say is pretty interesting. I still, like, I think... They kind of make me feel ickiest of any horror movies that I see. Like, I'm still kind of, like... I know the movies are kind are presenting the purge as bad. Like they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's still like elements of like, mm, but do they believe fully that it's bad? Yeah, I think this is the movie that most fully believes that the purge is bad okay. and would be used to like, I mean, manipulate. Yeah. Election yeah. year I, I, seem to take a pretty hard stance. Purge is bad. The other yes. two, actually, I don't think I even saw the second one, but I always got the vibe that, like, with it came the question of, like, but wouldn't the Purge kind of be cool, though, if we got to, like, do whatever we wanted in one night? Yeah, like, the Purge The purge is kind of, like, um, the Purge is bad, but, like, wouldn't it be fun? Like, right. it's really bad and probably should never happen, but, like, if it did, what would you do? <laughs> Right, which, people, which is, right, right, which is the question. That, but that's kind of the question this movie asks, and it answers it by like, yeah, no, it, I mean, they just wouldn't do it. Yeah, in kind of an interesting way that I don't. It's kind of a spoiler, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, and also like it, you could read it like a book from the first second. Yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. It's predictable. The performances are probably the best of any Purge movie. Again, not saying a whole lot. But <laughs> the like characters were... are probably the most interesting. Yes. Not saying a so. lot, once again. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. That's kind of, everything's a bit backhanded. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think yeah, it's probably I mean, I'll probably the go first, see it then, because I enjoy the, the third first one. first three Purge movies have two characters, uh, Frank Grillo and mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke Ethan is Hawk's the, only in the, first the dad in yeah. the first one. I was trying to remember if it was Ethan Hawke or someone else. Yeah, those are the only two characters. Right. The, yeah, yeah, good point, good point, good point. Because uh, the rest have nothing to do. Oh, speaking um, of what's Ethan Hawke, though, I recently watched uh, the rest of the Before trilogy. Well, we can't I'm so talk happy about that now all of us have seen the entire trilogy. Real good. Yeah. Um, Real yeah, good movies. Very good. Um, before Midnight, though, right? Yeah, it's so good. So um, what what's very weird about the first Purge, though, is midway through the credits, their post credit scene is a trailer for the Purge TV show that's coming on USA. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It's kind of bizarre. That's uh, so a Purge TV show. How's that going to work? I'll watch the pilot. Yeah, like that's all I'm going to give to that. Um, I uh, is we'll it, see. Is it going to be knows? like a season of Twenty Four where each season is one Purge night and. I kind of think so, yes. Huh. I think I that's would, the idea. I would think so, but I would also kind of dig like an anthology where like mm-hmm. each season is one purge night from like 10 different perspectives. Oh, that mm-hmm. would rule a lot. I hope it's that. It's actually. not. It, I it's promise not. it's not. There's no <laughs> it's, it's probably the 24th. Yeah. Here's, here's how you should think about the purge movies. Um, if you have a thing that would be interesting for them to do, they're not going to do it. <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> All right. So. What did you see, Cody? We talked about we it. Talked I saw about the, the first purge. purge. I thought we were on Mark for some reason. We talked Wait, about all three. No. I'm sorry. Which Purge did you see? Oh, my God. Th- this okay. is the new bit. It's been almost a year <laughs> since it. Um, yeah. and I haven't retired that bit. It just doesn't come up anymore. No, it's um, just bad. What doesn't, come up, bad what doesn't come up bit. anymore? <laughs> uh, 
See, it's fun. It's we fun. Have, we have fun. Here. Is it? It's, <laughs> Cody it's does a not have fun. Cast, Cody. Someone, someone was doing it on the Facebook group recently, and it made me laugh. It was Chad. It was, it was Chad. Oh, it was yeah. not somebody yeah. else like taking our bit. Oh. It's Chad who won't let it go. Anyway, let's talk about striptease. It won the Razzie in 1996. It did. Um, another horny movie. Another movie about strippers. Um, the Razzies seem to like to pick on horny movies right yeah like, i guess it's easy to point at those thread of like it's either got demi Moore, it's about strippers or both right exactly <laughs> um what do we do we want to talk about some of the other razzie info for this year to kind of set some context of around mean, this movie honestly like there isn't a ton that's happening that's interesting with the razzies and by that i mean i haven't heard of most of these movies Right, right, do you right. mean to read off the, the worst picture nominees? Yeah, let's do that so we know what Striptease so, was up against. So Striptease won. Um, mm-hmm. Also nominated was Barbed Wire. Okay, that's the Pamela Anderson movie about oh. like a space bounty hunter, I think. Space sure. bounty hunter? Yeah. yeah, space bounty hunter. Like Boba, like Boba Fett. Fett. Like Boba Pamela, Fett. Was, Pamela was nominated. Um, okay. Ed I thought people like. Oh, maybe that's Ed TV. I don't know what Ed is. I don't know what Ed is either. Um, the Island of Doctor Mon- Moreau. People say that movie's fucking insane, so I believe that Ed is yeah, about I a monkey well. who plays baseball with Matt LeBlanc. Okay, who cares? Oh, I have heard of that. That's a low bar. Like, get the fuck over yourself. The don't nominate that. The poster for the movie makes me happy. It's just Matt LeBlanc and the chimpanzee high fiving, but it's real bad Photoshop, and their hands are just like missing each other. <laughs> What is it, what is it with Matt LeBlanc and wanting to be in things with monkeys? Because like there was a monkey in the first couple seasons of Friends. Was there? I don't know if that was Marcel. Matt LeBlanc's call, but yeah, Ross had a monkey for like a couple. Okay, seasons. well, Friends wasn't Matt LeBlanc's call, but Ed probably was. Yeah, yeah. At that point, LeBlanc wanted to be in a monkey movie. Okay, um, Doctor Moreau is the movie that Marlon Brando is in, and he like refused to stand up or some right, shit. Right, like there right, was something right, right. weird. <laughs> um, also, Val Kilmer was nominated for yeah. Worst supporting actress. Oh, and Marlon Brando won. Um, the Stupids is the final nominee. And I don't know if I know what that is. The Stupids so, film. Um, a lot of stuff basically hasn't stood the test of time. Directed by John like. Landis. Okay, um, so like uh, probably a B horror movie. Oh my! It its budget was twenty five million dollars. It made two point five million. Yikes! Um, the film follows hey, a fictional family, the Stupids, with the uh, last name synonymous with their behavior. Great, funny. Hey, Mark, <laughs> do you have anything to say to the son of John Landis? Um. Yeah. Hey, f- f- fuck you. <laughs> okay. Thank um, you. Also, to John Landis, didn't he like kill someone or something? Uh, yeah, it was an accident. Yes, but it was, it was an like, accident. It, it was an accident that was preventable or something. Was Who it knows? Like a... We haven't done our research, so anyway. let's just say allegedly, so we don't get sued. Yes. To that. Um, um, one of my favorite Razzie categories every year is worst screen couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner this year was Burt Reynolds and Demi Moore in Striptease. That's who are weird to call them a couple. couple. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. not a couple. Um, other things that aren't a couple are the other nominees, such as Matt LeBlanc and Ed, the mechanical monkey. <laughs> I think it just means couple in like the literal sense, like two things. That would make sense because mm-hmm. Pamela Anderson's, and I quote, impressive enhancements were Great. also nominated. I think Hilarious. it means oh, a couple. Hilarious. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, also Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Marlon Brando and, quote, that darn dwarf. 
Great. I love the Razzies. Good stuff. Love the Razzies. <laughs> They're hilarious. Good. Funny. Hey, you want to know something fucked up about the Razzies this year for real? Um, Mission Impossible was nominated for Worst Written Film Grossing Over $100 million. Hey, that movie's good, Wait, though. The first the one came really out this good. year? Yeah, the an, first year. The first one came mm, out in 96. It's a good movie. It's, it's a, a great hey, movie. Has a really good screenplay. Yeah. And guess what has five sequels to it, you dumb bitches? It's not strip <laughs> Mission <tease>. Impossible. <laughs> also, Independence Day. Independence Day uh, was nominated for worst movie? or worst, worst written film grossing over $100 million. None of us have seen that. We may be determining hmm. that soon. Hint, hint. Listen to the after credits of this uh, episode. Um, so... Yeah, Mission Impossible though. Like it's not the best Mission Impossible movie, but like no. it's pretty good. Yeah. It laid the foundation for like a pretty great franchise. Um it got really it got worse and then it got much better. It's right. different than all of the other Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. In that I mean it's, it's like m- super serious and like I mean it's De Palma. Right, right, right. Um uh, the thing I agree though about this year was Quentin Tarantino was nominated for worst actor in From Dust Till Dawn. It's not like that's his worst performance, but like he should have a couple worst actor <laughs> awards on his shelf. Yeah, uh, that was uh, ma- mainly for Django Unchained. Um, it's a bad performance. Li- yeah, like his performance is really bad. Bad. His performance, he's a bad actor. Yeah, he's not good. And Mark, you're right. His Australian accent sounds like ass. I think yeah. his best performance is in Pulp Fiction. It's, um, it's yeah, still not great. It's probably his best, but it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Anyway, he's no, M. Night Sh- he's no M. Night Shyamalan putting himself in the movies. Well, because M. Um, Night gives himself like a role he can handle. Quentin like gives himself right. like a pretty bold role. Well, have you seen Lady in the Water? M. Night Shyamalan's in that a bit too much. He's also, I haven't seen I that mean, in years. I don't remember yeah. it very well. Not great. Oh, I remember um, it was not great, but that's like all I remember about it. Right. So now that we've set the context of the Razzies, uh, that they're dumb most of the time, they get things wrong. We're going to go into this movie to see whether or not they uh, got it correct by saying it's the worst. So going off of the foundation of having watched none of the other movies, <laughs> I think yeah, we can you make know. that claim. <laughs> Man, every right. year I'm like, I should watch all the Razzie nominees. And then but I <laughs> think no. one more second and I say, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, because we've got to get through. Like Mark and I watch every Best Picture nominee. Like we, like we sh- simply do not have the time to. Look, also if I'm going to watch five five bad movies for every year we do on this <laughs> podcast, they're going to be Oscar nominees. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so let's talk about striptease. Erin Grant, who's Demi Moore, is a former FBI secretary. She loses custody of her daughter to her ex-husband, Daryl. Which sounds very much like an ex-husband name. Um, you guys agree? <laughs> it really sure. does. Yeah. My ex-husband is yeah. named Daryl. So. Yeah, mine yeah. too. So it's just kind of the trend. I'm planning um, on marrying someone named Daryl and I just hope it goes well. Gonna, <laughs> well, good luck, Mark, buddy. Mark, it won't. <laughs> what? You got a divorce ahead of you. Yeah, oh, sorry. no. Daryl Hannah. Bad news. She doesn't spell her name the same way. You got to spell it like D-A-R-R-E-L-L to oh, be a real yeah. divorcee. Yeah. The E-L is bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad right. news. I'm sorry, my former pastor Daryl. <laughs> I sorry, I'm sure Daryl former a manager at Chick Fil A that I worked at. Daryl. Uh, also, apologies to Daryl Hammond. Um, keep fighting Probably the good fight of divor- saying all those SNL names. Um, so, Aaron lost her job because of her association with Daryl because he's a criminal, but he still gets custody of their daughter. Right. 
I don't. Uh, it's supposed to be like a really bad situation and like laughable, but it just played off as unrealistic. I think it doesn't right, make any sense. No, because if she got fired because of mm-hmm. her association with him, and that led to her kid being taken away, why the fuck would he go with the crim? Why would yeah, she go with a criminal? Because she didn't have a job. But she did have a job. He doesn't either. He steals shit. <laughs> you can't write that on your tax forms. But you can't say well, occupation, steal shit. Right? He's the criminal informant? I he's an informant, right. so he gets away with it. But it's just, I, okay, so the only reason that I can gather that you can be fired for having a shitty husband, which I feel like <laughs> you shouldn't, is that, like, shouldn't. I don't know, she worked for the FBI, so she might have had some sort of security clearance. But she, w- yeah, yeah, And maybe. him being a criminal, I don't know. It's dumb and, like, I spent the first half of this movie like just thinking of different ways for that to possibly work. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lick of sense. So, in order, I mean, to- look if you could if you could be um, fired for having a shitty husband, then uh, Laura would be fired like yesterday, Chad. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna take this opportunity. It seems like a good a time as any to just announce that I'm I'm quitting the podcast uh, starting now. <laughs> Uh, it's been a fun Did ride. It have, it's been a fun ride. Um, right. Did it have anything to do with that, or were you planning to quit before? Um, no, just deciding right now that uh, okay, it's, in it's that probably moment. time. I've been thinking uh-huh. about it since Mark said that thing about me being a shitty husband. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's I just mean, been way. Well, I, I appreciate mind. all of the thought you've put into this over the yeah, past couple of seconds. It just feels um, right, you know. Right. Yeah, it feels I thought like about it since it's been poof, probably pushing like. Almost a minute five now. seconds now, maybe a minute. Right, right, yeah. Right. Okay. Well. Um, uh, all right, Chad. We'll, we'll we'll see you later, Chad. All right. Cool. Okay. Oh, see uh, ya. Bye. 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 Go, no, he's you gone. Go, I'm, I'm are you going to edit this? I, wait. <laughs> okay. Oh well. no. I, yeah, I'm not editing anymore. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye, Chad. Right, bye, Chad. Okay. So now, welcome to the podcast. Our new co-host. Chad Oliver, too. Hey, guys. What's up? All right. No, no, well, no. no. Anyway, Fix the voice so module. Fix the voice uh, module. What? This thing Fix has the a voice, voice module. module on it. Yeah, it's on. It's on the back. It's on the back of the neck. Just turn oh. it, and you'll get the right voice. Oh. How's this one? No, 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 no! no. no you went way. too far. Huh. Wrong way. Uh, how's that? There Perfect. Oh, cool. Okay. Anyway, cool. Was, Welcome to the podcast, Chad. I was yeah. just saying that if you can get fired for uh, for. Um, having a bad husband, then um, Olivia <laughs> only has like a year left in her job. Am I right? <laughs> oh, that. Hey, that. Saying yeah, something like mean. that. If 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 I heard you say something like that to me, I'd probably just quit the podcast well, immediately. Chad, right. I really would never. Thing to say, Chad, you're lovely. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's Laura... not, that, we're not that close yet. We just met. My name's Chad too. Right. And so you're giving me these <laughs> nicknames. I'm I'm not gonna quit the podcast because I'm a stubborn motherfucker and I'm just gonna like mail a box of shit to your house. Um Ooh. so be Ooh. looking for that in the mail. Um so back to the podcast. Um so Yeah. Well, I mean that was the podcast. Back to the movie. Um in order to make <laughs> enough money to get her daughter back, she becomes a stripper at the Eager Beaver, which good, good strip club name. Good, good, good name. strip club name. Yeah. Really, yeah, really I good. Think it's pretty Best good. part of the movie, I think, is the name of the strip club. Yeah, potentially. Um, so her becoming a stripper is a decision that I can't figure out whether the movie thinks is good or not. Like, is it being dismissive of her as a stripper? Does it think it's good? It is truly impossible to tell for me. <laughs> um, here, it feels like everyone else who works at the strip club is a, 
like played for laughs and then she's like really good at it <laughs> and like yeah, almost in a right. respectable way. But like you've got the Python lady, you've got the girl mm-hmm. with the absurdly large fake breasts. Um, right, 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 right. So, so we don't want to be like, you know, Howard Stern on this podcast or anything, but there is a girl who like straight up, it is meant to be comic. I think how large her boots it are. Is, like, like they are, yeah, mass. They're like pool floats. Like they truly are the biggest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, th- it's obviously fake as well. Right. Like, and not fake that the actress has them and they're fake. Fake like they applied prosthetics in the makeup right. trailer for this movie. Was this like, movie? I don't want to be uh, nominated for like best hair and makeup Oscar. I would yeah, highly doubt it, it, Chad. <laughs> no, Chad, literally last episode we talked about what won the best hair and makeup I wasn't here Oscar. last episode. I'm, I'm new sorry. to the podcast. Chad too. I'm sorry I didn't listen well, to the I'm whole sorry, backlog, Chad but... <laughs> he did watch this movie, though, so like, we got to give Chad too a lot I of credit. Do, I yeah. do appreciate that, Chad too. I've been watching all the movies, uh, just as the understudy, just in case something happened, but... Right, well, right, I'd right. like to apologize for the English patient. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It wasn't not fun. This. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Chad too also hates that one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, um, anyway, so 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 does it think the stripping decision is good or not? Do you, does the movie like I I, I really don't know. It, I I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Because it I honestly don't know. It feels like it, it like respects her decision to like just like kind of make that money and mm-hmm. right. make that um, money move, as one might say. Yeah, I mean, uh, she's also. I mean, she don't. She does got to dance, but mm-hmm. she makes money move. She made money move. Um, She's also trying to get out of it, though. Like, what, yeah. right? And it's like, it's like, oh, this is a shitty thing to do, so you have to get out of it. Mm-hmm. That's why I really don't know. Like, I don't know. But she I also don't... like seems to enjoy dancing. Well, what is it? I'm right. not, not dancing that... for people, but dancing in general. How does that scene yes, go between her and her daughter? As we're getting to that later, but she asks if she likes it. I don't remember how she answers that question. <laughs> I think well, she kind of so, doesn't. So yeah. Her daughter asks if she likes dancing, and she says that she likes dancing, yeah. but the worst part is like the people watching or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it made it seem like, ugh, th- this is gross and not respectable. And I don't know. There's probably some strip clubs that are gross and not respectable, but I think we've kind of like hit a point where it's like, let's not make it seem like that's the worst profession you could have. Because like... You're going to get money if that's something you like people who are forced into that and who don't want to do it. That sucks. But if you want to do it and make money, then like there should be no shame from this movie is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So and I don't think this movie shames her for the idea. See, right. I'm not it, convinced. It make it does make all the other women into like comical caricatures. Right. And, like, and I think that's yes. kind of the. Uh, Icky, yeah. But I th- so I think that it shames them for doing it for a living, but it doesn't shame her because she's only in it for a little bit. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So Shad. Yeah. Um. Hey, Chad. Too. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna call you Shad for the rest of the podcast. Shad? Is that cool with you? Shad. Uh, Shad. I don't really. Yeah. We're not close enough to have nicknames. You can just call me Chad. Okay. What well, about, uh, your name's about, Shad from here on out. So what about Shad too? Shad too. Yeah, Shad too. Okay, so um, Shad is not a real name, and it bothers me, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty bad name. Uh, but ro- what about Shadrach? It's just short for Shadrach. Oh, is it just short for Shadrach? Okay. I mean, probably, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> That's my assumption. Um, so Shad, played by Ving... Ving... Ving? Is that how Ving you say Rames. it? Ving, Ving Rames. Ving Rames. Um, he's a bouncer at the club who is protective of Aaron. Mm-hmm. This is the best part of the movie to me. I think Ving... 
Ving, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time. Shad. Ving Rhames is legitimately the best part of this movie. He Ving Rhames is great in shit. everything, including, and I don't know if you guys know he, that he does this, the Arby's commercials. What? No. Oh, Ving the, Rhames is, we got the meats. That's him. Oh, That's shit. Awesome. That rules. And he's great in the Mission Impossible movies. So he's great. very funny mm-hmm. in this movie. I like him a lot. This He's not like fantastic in Pulp Fiction because they don't give him a ton to do. Right. But, right. I mean, he's just great. Oh, you know what? He actually he actually is great in Mar- in Pulp Fiction because he says, uh, pretty fucking far from okay, which is a <laughs> great line and a great delivery. It is. Right, right, it right. Is. Uh, this movie does the weird thing that like I feel like a bunch of movies did kind of more early 2000s where there's just like a random monkey for like no reason. Yes. So, I, yes. Also, like in striptease, there's just a monkey who hangs out yeah. in the strip area. Is this a strip club thing? Does every strip club well, have a back room where there's monkeys? Thing, because Wait, Friends and then also Ed and mm-hmm. then also like MVP came out around this time. Yeah. yeah. Most Valuable but, Primate, to be clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with the film. Yeah. Um, okay. But and then... I don't know, like the Pirates movies had the like the same monkey and those came out in like early 2000s, not too long after this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, it was the, a f- the difference there is that it's a ghost monkey. Well, mm. not, yeah. monkey. not at first. Well, actually, it is a ghost monkey at first. Yeah, it's a yeah. ghost monkey the whole yeah. time. It's a ghost monkey the whole time. They can't kill it. So that um, was when they started subverting the expectations of the random monkey. Of the, the monkey. Yeah, yeah I don't yes. really know. I don't know what the fuck it's about. I don't know why it's there. It doesn't really do anything except like they can cut to it sometimes. I think yep. that's what it was used for. Reaction shots. <laughs> like, <laughs> and to like hide the edit. Like, to always, hide the edit. We can always yeah. cut to the monkey if like right. the performance isn't great. <laughs> it's real dumb. Um, okay, so David Dilbeck, this is Burt Reynolds' character. He's a congressman who gets infatuated with Aaron when he oh, sees her dancing. And one don't night. even so get he, me started on those. You get, hey, Chad, think about it for a second. You get one of these. Hmm. Think about how you want to use it. Here's what I will say. He, <laughs> and, and Chad, too, I'm going to let you stew on your Shad. comment. And really, Shad, mm-hmm. Shad too, I'm going <laughs> to let you really kind of think of the best approach to, uh, to your, your bit here. Um, but I'll just say that David Dilbeck shows up in disguise um, dressed as Bad Grandpa. Um, <laughs> yeah, the disguise he goes for. He kind of does look like Bad and Grandpa, it's, though. It's not the only disguise in his repertoire. He also okay. has. Chad, I'm warning you. You just have one. Big old, you just have one. Big old pants. You just have one. And some yeah. face paint. What are for, his shoes like? They're, they're real big. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got a big uh-huh. red nose and a, an orange wig. Uh huh. Chad, you're about to say it. Are you gonna he, Are you gonna waste it here? For when he goes clowning around. With okay. his other pals in Congress. Oh, yeah. He is a clown in Congress. I didn't even think about that. I didn't know where you're going with this until yeah, just now. That's, Clowns in Congress. Yeah. So okay, Shad, that's your one. Congress clown is what I am saying. No, he but, legit does like seem like a clown <laughs> character. He's he's over he's the top. So he's wacky. absurd. <laughs> he's it's, literally uh, insane. Um, it's crazy. I'm convinced that in every scene he's on a different drug. Uh, agreed. Yeah. His, his performance is batshit. Because sometimes it seems like he's on coke. Sometimes it's like meth. Sometimes it's like ecstasy. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, so his team wants to prevent a scandal, but he is a man very prone to scandal. He is um, horny. 
He is a horny motherfucker. So a patron of the bar who also has a crush on Aaron mm-hmm. recognizes Dilbeck. And so he then goes to Aaron and is like, look, I got this plan. You can blackmail Dilbeck in exchange for his help getting her custody of her daughter. Very Dilbeck convoluted is also, plan. Also <laughs> is like captured on like is someone takes a picture of Dilbeck on yeah. stage with her. Yes, but also punching a dude at the same time. Like it, it's yes. not just him with a stripper; Hitting he's also like beating somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's uh, insane, and this plan is also insane. Um, but Aaron is like, mm, "Let me think about it. Maybe." And when when the dude like comes to Aaron with this pitch, he's also like, "I'm in love with you, very much, and so. yes. I want to protect you." And I, when this was happening, I was like, "Is she gonna fall for this guy?" Like is, this, been is that what this movie gross is? If she had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is, she, is he going to be the nice guy that saves the stripper? Right. So this movie could have been worse, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been. It's not great, but it could have been. Yeah. So, um, Dilbic still, or the patron, as well as other people who could embarrass uh, Dilbic, are straight up murdered. We keep seeing bodies appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are kind of like killing, being killed off. The people that can embarrass him. Um, at this point, Aaron also just goes and gets her daughter back. Yep. So picks her up. steals him, steals her from her husband, um, who's played by Robert Patrick. Right, 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 right. Who um, he's the he's he's the bad guy in Terminator Two. Yes, he's the, um, the liquid liquid robot. The yeah, Capri he's Sun also um, robot. Yep. He would go on to be in the X Files as not Mulder? Yes, not Mulder. He replaces Mulder. But he doesn't like replace Mulder, but his character like replaces that job. Yeah. When um, David Duchovny quits, he yes. joins the cast. I didn't realize right. that happened. I haven't watched all yes. of that show. Uh Julian Anderson leaves at one point too. Um is, and then they du- eventually come is back. Is Duchovny it's, back when she's gone? Or is it just completely new? Yes. Game? Okay. Yeah. It, it, it it's crazy. I don't know. I haven't got that far. Oh. Um in watching it. So the movie could is kind of resolved here, TBH. Um, yeah, well, except who who <laughs> finds the dead body except for um, Lieutenant Al Garcia, right, right, um, right, a detective who is just trying to have a vacation. Yeah, right. So, so there's a detective running around too. Like stuff still happens, but like she has her daughter back. Like, why do that mid movie anyway? Um, <laughs> And she never loses her daughter again, technically. She's just like, oh, I may get in trouble for this. I don't know. It's weird yeah. stakes, weird plan all the time. Yeah. Everyone's like, yo, it's illegal for you to have your daughter. And she's like, I don't I guess really care. The thread that really kicks in here is the congressman just wanting her. Right. Right. So Dilbeck still has a crush on Aaron. So he gives her a lot of money to come dance privately for him. He, yeah. he tells his team, I'm not going to campaign until I meet her. Which, what a horny Which is wild. dude. So, like, yeah. Also, they cut to, um, he has a campaign stop at like Young Christians of America or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Um, oh and my he, gosh, that's insane. He is in his room just covered in Vaseline. Yes. Like he's wearing nothing but a cowboy hat, a vest, and his underwear and socks. And he's right. just, uh, just covered, covered in I think Vaseline. the vest is covered in Vaseline, too. 
Mm-hmm. And it's probably um, one of my favorite parts of the movie where his assistant is just like, I, I did not get into politics to like <laughs> work for people like you. I quit. I'm out of here. This is insane. Right. But but then like they ask him, they're like, why'd you do it? And he's like, I mean, I just like it. <laughs> like we don't even really get a good reason. He just, he it's was, because he hired the dude to steal her lint from her laundry. And he was right. just he smelling is. it covered in Vaseline. <laughs> He also fucks the lint. Like, we get that confirmed yeah. later on. Yeah. Which... Made love to I'm it. I'm no Cody. scientist. Made love but to the lint is his words. Look, I... How do you fuck lint? I have done some research. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to talk about it, per se. Walk me through okay. your uh, research methods, I, I won't. I will not. Okay. Um, you sure? Let me just say that my uh, dry my dryer is lint free at the moment. Uh-huh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, Put that uh, one together, Mark. Actually, I yeah. didn't really need that clue. Really, um, very difficult. Uh huh. Yeah. No, um, I imagine. I would imagine it would just itchy, fall apart. Surprisingly itchy. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. Makes your dick smell real good though. Right, I'll but also that. sets your dick on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Real fire hazard. Yeah. That's what um, the loops for though. Oh, that uh, would just gotcha. make a sticky okay. mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it wouldn't do Let any... me tell you something. It's going to be a sticky mess no matter what, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> like, about. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into with this bit? Yeah, like, not to get too blue, but if you're completely rubbed down in Vaseline and you put lint around your dick, it's just going to stick to your dick. Yeah. Like, it'll just stick. You'll do it. You'll do the motion once, and then <laughs> and it's then done. It's gone. It's just stuck to you. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. It's just <laughs> stuck to you. You have a blue dick now. Um, Lint's normally blue, it, but sometimes it's red. This was but that's pink. only when you. <laughs> I think she red. was look, like washing look. just her red clothes. This was pink. Okay. I've, okay. I've heard of blue balls before. Um, <laughs> but a blue dick? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like, uh, what is this podcast anymore, guys? <laughs> this is the. I'm so sorry, just to everyone. Yeah, apologies. But but it happens in the movie, and like it, it's it's we're just truly investigating insane. what the movie presented because the movie was vague. We're trying to break uh-huh. it down. The casual audience wouldn't pick up on these things, you know. Just like Look, why? So like, I don't want to kink shame, but. That's no. not a fetish. That's not a real thing. Yeah, well, like I kept thinking he was gonna go and grab like some underwear out of her laundry. That yes, would be that would make creepy, a lot more sense. But creepy, but understandable, yes. right? Because that's a thing we know exists. Lint is yucky. <laughs> Lint okay. is yucky. nothing. Here, here's a question I have for you guys. Please. Um, somewhat unrelated, but I think it ties because depending on the answer to this question. Could answer a lot of the questions I have about this movie, right? Okay. okay. Is this movie a comedy? It, Good question. It feels like it sometimes. I mean, you have sometimes. a bit where like this pyth- <laughs> the stripper has the python, right? Right. Well, okay. Like- let's let's go back a step from where you're going. Stripper has python. Mm-hmm. Python uh-huh. dies. Yeah. Python Ving gets- Rains drives twenty miles <laughs> to a. <laughs> A python dealer, that, I think they call the, him. The, that the strip club owner just like knew about. Like, oh, I got a python yeah. guy. Like, here's right, He's right, like, right. I got a python guy. Yeah. Drive 20 miles to Route 8. <laughs> um, and Ving Rhames does it, comes back. The python fucking tries to kill the dancer. <laughs> yes. And it's like, she funny. doesn't realize it's not her python until she's like being strangled. Yeah, uh, it's a it's like a boa constrictor, not a python. Was the python named Monty? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Just realized that. Yeah. Pretty bad. We got to sit in that for a moment. Just realized. <laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> um. Here's the thing. It does try to be a comedy sometimes. 
Um, but it doesn't I mean, the other oof, time. So, we'll like, just, it's a mismatch. We'll, we'll of talk tone. about it more in the finale of this film because that mm-hmm. is some wild stuff. But here's, <laughs> it also doesn't help that everybody's this. in a different movie. Because, uh, like, yes. people say that about movies. That is accurate about this one. Every yeah. performance is for a different movie. Ving Rhames is doing, like, a standard comedy. Demi Moore's doing a straight, like, hard-boiled, like, drama. Mm-hmm. And she's doing uh, she It's just, like, weird in the context of the movie sometimes. Right. And then the Burt Reynolds... doing, like, a noir film. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. And then Burt Reynolds is being a fucking alien from Crazy Town. He's doing alt-comedy here. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. It's he, just like, ugh, I don't know. Um, here's my thing, and here's my ultimate take on this movie. I like what each and every actor is doing. Right. <laughs> I really like what every single actor is doing. And every time they're in the same scene and they're trying to do something on the same page, it falls apart in a really fun way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a mishmash of tone at its core, I think. Yeah, and in the beginning, every character is kind of doing their own thing. So, like, it just feels like every scene switches tones. But by mm-hmm. the end, they're all, like, in the same room hanging out. Right. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of a disaster. And the thing is, like, so, like, it's not even like Demi Moore is playing the straight man. She's just not existing in the comedy. Like, it's a completely different thing. For her, she's in, like, a a family drama about her trying to get her daughter back. Oh, by the way, her daughter played by her daughter. What? Yeah. Yeah. Her daughter with Bruce Willis. Yeah, Rumor Willis. Yeah. Uh, um, So... Oh gosh. Okay, so Dil Dilbig still has a crush on Aaron, so he gives her a lot of money to come dance privately for him. Um, Shad accompanies Aaron to act as protection, but Dilbig- she also tells the cops that she's going there, and they set up like a listening system. Yeah, well, they do that at the next one, but but right. yeah, they they happen they happen close together. So like Dilbig's really enjoying the dances. His team is like, "Ooh, this sucks. Do we need to kill like Aaron so she doesn't talk about people?" That's when she kind of then links up with the cops, mm-hmm. and they're gonna like tape the whole thing, uh, get him to admit crimes. But um, she gets blackmailed because Dilbig's people know that she stole her daughter. Right, right, right. So, so it becomes a whole like rigmarole, and then so when they're at the yacht, when she's supposed to be like recording him, um, she's interrupted by Daryl, who has found the yacht. Yeah, um, just and he's just on the yacht now. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's crazy. Yeah, he so, he follows so, her from the strip club and then just swims up to the boat. Right. Which. So it causes some nonsense. There's a lot of like, oh, we're going to shoot, but now I'm doing more and I have the gun. And now you're going to give me my daughter. And now we're somewhere else. Um, also, Daryl has a an axe. Right. Daryl has an axe. Yeah. That was the titular axe from uh, my opening quote. I don't think titular is the right word. Uh, nope. Now. It's definitely not. So they end up in a sugar plant. <laughs> like, okay. Of course. And this is the part of the movie because like, the, there's like this intense chase sequence that's like, I feel like it's supposed to be intense, but then the mm. score is so like mm-hmm. lighthearted and like. Right. Okay. Like, so here's. Here's the thing with the climax of this movie. They had to reshoot it because no one was laughing at the comedy. That was <laughs> hey, the end. spoiler alert. Still not. They, they had to do reshoots because people were, quote, laughing at the wrong parts. Mm, that uh, tracks. So they wanted it to feel like a comedy? I think. Interesting. Because it does. It plays like a comedy. And then, like, the way the bad guys get caught is literally, like, a pile of sugar lands on them. Like It's some Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Scooby-Doo. 
It's yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm surprised they didn't pull off the masks and be like, "It was For you real. the whole time." Like, <laughs> and looking at Burt Reynolds' face, he might have been wearing a mask. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I well, mean, he just looks real. like that without a mustache. Right. Well, it's just a lot of plastic surgery. And right. It, and I think. that too, probably. Right. And that. Um. Anyway. So, so Daryl and Dilbeck, they both confess to their crimes, and Aaron gets custody of her daughter, and uh, she just gets her job at the FBI back for good measure. Like, it, it just, like, ends happy ending. <laughs> Everybody gets hit by sugar. The movie ends. Pour, um, pour some sugar weird. on me. Is this yeah. why Pour Some Sugar on Me became the stripper anthem because of this movie? Nope. Nope. No, yeah, we established it. that before this. we watched this movie. We did. Um, I just did some research, and yeah, that's definitely that's it. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Because the bad guys yeah. got You're right. some it's sugar poured on them, and it makes them think of that Demi Moore movie, Striptease. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Pour um, some sugar on them, and then she starts dancing. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a scene we didn't talk about in this movie that there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple, but look, we got the plot done. So now, so now we can like, like kind of hop back and think about it. Um, and there is um, something that really bothers me. Actually, two scenes, okay? And they're kind of thematically linked. Okay. There's a scene early on where Ving Grames is getting real pissed off because he can't rent Free Willy at Blockbuster or whatever because people keep checking it out, which was very funny to me. <laughs> His <laughs> lawyer lives above a Blockbuster. Right, right. And he's like, yo, did you get Free Willy yet? <laughs> and it's like, that no. was a funny scene. I forgot about that because it's just and not tied to anything that happens in anything. the movie. And he's just like, anything. oh, man, people will be sitting on movies like they own them and i was like for real though for real though <laughs> um so, so so that's our first like orca related thing and then later on they go to a sea world-esque place and she's like talking to the detective um about like custody and that sort of thing and he's like yo you have your daughter illegally but you know i'm gonna help you do this hey why the fuck did that scene happen at sea world <laughs> could have literally happened anywhere in a it's- park in a restaurant. I mean, when did why when, did they spend the fucking money to get a orca in their movie? When did Free Willy come out? Like around this time, like right? around this time, I guess. I guess the director loves Free Willy and like loves like just animal trends in movies. Like they brought the monkey in for no reason. Right. The snake was brought in for no reason. Yeah. True. Let's add the whale in for no reason. It really makes no sense. Did they just want to include this movie in the animal actors reel at, at Universal. Uh, Universal Studios? Well, this They're was like, a Warner uh, Brothers film. No. So, right. Well, they still could have done it. They could have been like, then this is the monkey from striptease. <laughs> and all the kids would have loved it. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> is this the part where we just go through and talk about shit that happened in this movie? Because yeah, I have a couple yeah, yeah. things. To yeah, talk go about. for yeah, it. Yeah, um, what do we miss? What do we miss? Um, so uh, Cody, I'm, I'm surprised you skipped over this. At one point, there's like an like a, just a scene of strippers talking about how much they love Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. she's like <laughs> reading in the magazine about like his house, and she like wants him. <laughs> She like wants to fuck Spielberg, and I was like, I think that's Cody. Yeah, I mean, no, he, uh, no, he's just my dad. Um, like it's um, it's a weird scene. I don't know why anything happens. Like uh, the the strippers and Bing Rames are kind of doing their whole shit the whole time, and this is, I guess, it's meant to add color to the movie, and this scene is part of that. Uh, I don't really. Everything know. is so um, disjointed. Like they had that whole plot thread of like she's taking care of her daughter, but in order to do that, she had to bring her to the club, and like she acts, she like caught, she like 
slipped through the people that were supposed to watch her and saw her mom dancing on stage. That's like that's part of the family drama that Demi Moore is in, though. Kind of. Right. Hey, Chad, Chad, are you saying that Demi Moore, in order to change the law, she had to break it? In order to save her family, she had to leave it? Is that what you're saying to me? Because I think it is what you said. Um, what is that from? That's Incredible Incredibles too. That's what right. Elastigirl sounds. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I also that's kind basically of want to talk about the fact though. that Michael Jordan is in this movie. Well, Wait, he's mentioned. When? It says, like, Michael Jordan's out okay. in the audience. Okay, yes. They say Michael Jordan is here, and then the character walks out of that scene past Michael Jordan sitting at a table. Wait, for real? I didn't notice. Not for real. He's actually in he this movie. He's uncredited. He's just sitting at a table in a strip club in this movie. <laughs> he was that he was known for doing that, going to lots of strip clubs. Oh, was he? It's insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, um, like, what, next year he was in Space Jam? Year before, I think. Year before? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Space Jam's never going to make it on this podcast. No. Uh, no, well, Space Jam was later because I definitely had a Space Jam birthday party, and I don't think... Is it 98, maybe? I think it might be 98. I don't know. 96. So it's this year. Are you looking this up, Cody? This year, Michael Jordan was in both Space Jam and <laughs> Striptease. And That's now weird. we've seen both of them. Uh, and they're both bad. Um, sorry, Which guys. Which Space Jam's a bad movie. I'd have to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I um, I used to Space love Jam. it as a kid. Yeah, and that's all that really matters. I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's who it's for. Yeah. I don't know how much I watched it as a kid. Yeah, I don't... I watched it a bunch. I don't know. My dad was super into Michael Jordan, so that was part of it. Um, and then I didn't know anything about sports, so... The pacing of that movie... And now we're just talking about Space Jam, but the pacing of that movie is just so <laughs> jarring fun. to me now. Like, it just doesn't work. I feel like it's more fast-paced than a typical Looney Tunes cartoon, and it super doesn't work with, like, the live-action elements for me, but... Yeah, that, that that's what I remember from the last time I watched it, is, like, just how bad Michael Jordan is. Oh, yeah, and he's As horrible. an actor in it. <laughs> Like, horrific. So that's what gets me excited about the rumored Space Jam 2 that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, because like, LeBron can it's act. Like LeBron can act, and we've seen him and stuff. But like, and, I mean, LeBron already lives in Hollyweed now, so... Uh, yeah, it's exactly. Hollyweed. No. We call it Hollyweed here. Right. I'm sorry, Hollyweed, um, L.A. Braun. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but but that's like supposed to be announced. Like people think that's actually going to happen. I I wouldn't hate it if it did, just because we haven't seen Looney Tunes stuff. I know in a while is honestly totally, mostly why totally fallen off the map. And I love the Looney Tunes. Me too. It, it's like I get excited every time a Muppets thing is rumored. Mm-hmm. Like even if it may not be that good, I just want them to stay in the cultural consciousness. Yeah. Same with the Looney Tunes. I mean, but Looney Tunes, same with Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse hasn't been in anything. Mickey Mouse I mean, Clubhouse, bitch. I mean, I okay. Well, Mickey I, Mouse uh, Racers, bitch. I guess they're not even doing TV stuff with Bugs Bunny. No, that, yeah, yeah. It's, that's the thing. That's the difference. It's straight up oh, just not happening. Do you think Which they'll do a, a live action reboot of like uh, the Mickey Mouse animal characters? Yeah, uh, definitely. Like a CGI. I think I saw that Josh Gad is playing Mickey. Yeah, it's God, no, shut up. (laughs) A a CGI, (laughs) like you've got like a mouse that like kind of looks like Mickey, but kind of looks realistic. I don't know. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, There's a Mickey Mouse TV series going on from going on right now. That is, it's like shorts that they make, right? uh, For in between the the shows with Mickey, um, I love boring character. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, he, so he, he's like, so I was listening to someone talk about this recently where they were talking about how like with Mickey and Goofy and Daffy or Donald, sorry, Donald and Goofy. I was about to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Donald and Goofy like have their own personality traits. Right. But Mickey, because he is the symbol for Disney. Yes. Kind of can't have any personality other than he's mickey yeah he so he's 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 kind of got to be the foil for everything he is protagonist Mm -hmm. in like kind of the negative sense of that word where it's like um because yes there can be interesting protagonists but sometimes somebody exists solely to be the protagonist and that is what mickey is he doesn't have like a lot of pre-riverdale archie Exactly. And and the idea is you can kind of project anything onto Mickey. Mm-hmm. Mickey can kind of have any job, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mario. I, I like but Mickey like, Mouse. Yes, he's Mario. Like, yeah. that's the same thing. Like, a Mario Just is like very a general, yee-hee, save the princess. Okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. They're, they're the same. Yeah. Um, how, hey, how was that, by tangent. the way? I've been working on the Mario that was actually pretty good. I gotta Not say. Not bad. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear my Mickey Mouse? I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty That's good. It. That's Just pretty good. Yeah. Just the laugh. Just the laugh. Do you have I, any? Chad, I think that I think I don't have any of those. <laughs> you know I don't do characters. Right. Um, never. Chad. We never do characters. Chad two. Chad two. I want to yeah. hear because um, your Mario sounded like it easily go into Mickey. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <clears throat> I think you could do it. Uh, oof. What does Mickey say? Does he have like a catchphrase? I don't even know. Um, can you say it's Hot a dog. me, Mario, and then do the ooh? <laughs> it's. I'm getting all nervous. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is my first time I've ever recorded a podcast, so it's like. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again, Chat Two, for stepping <clears throat> in last minute. It's a me, Go ahead. Go ahead. Mario. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not bad. That's so good. Yeah. Not bad, truly. Not okay. bad. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I don't so, know. like, a, a complicated, like, anti hero Mickey. We'll never see it. I don't know. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want it, though. That's the thing. Sure. He does, I mean, we've seen King Mickey from King okay. of Hearts, and he's a bit more, like, sad and shit. Mickey Mouse Noir. I mean, but, but, like, maybe. he's lost just... Minnie, and he's, like, lost Pluto. He's lost the, ha- he's lost the clubhouse. <laughs> Steamboat, Steamboat Willie, but he instead of like dancing and whistling, he's like smoking a cigar, and yeah. like the steamboat it's, is empty, and it's, it's just him living a lonely life on a boat deadliest going down the catch Mississippi Steamboat in 1930. Willy. Guys, I wish House of Mouse would come back. That show was good, good show. as hell. <laughs> All the villains good and everybody show. in the audience. Mm-hmm. Good show. Oh, I loved it. Oh yeah, I've. I liked House of Mouse. House Everyone of Mouse was good. It was good times. Um, I don't know if you guys have been watching DuckTales, by the way, but DuckTales is legitimately a fantastic <laughs> Just the show. pilot. That's it. Uh, what I thought was go. interesting about House of Mouse is the fact that everyone was mutants. What? Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. That's House of M. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, right, right, right. Scarlet oh. Mouse said no more mice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what the fuck are we doing um so i I have one more thing to talk about from the strip tease okay hold on well hold on i have one more thing to say about mickey mouse Mouse i'm so sorry to get back on track um disney disney stream should really hire us to write a house of mouse show could you like so we won't put dick jokes in it disney we promise right we promise there will be no dick jokes. none of that like lint lubes none of that lint humor pretend that's not there but Mm -hmm. i Let's bring House of Mouse It'll, for Disney Stream, and like we're getting a Muppet show, we're getting a Marvel show. Like, 
Bowser Mouse, bring it back. I want a Mickey Mouse show that I can watch. As a grown I- adult, I am entitled <laughs> to a, a Mickey Mouse show. And you show. better not ruin our childhood with Do it. Do not ruin my grandfather's grandfather's childhood by making Mickey Mouse what? He's a mouse, so now he's woke? Uh, uh, no thanks, Disney. No thanks, Kathleen Kennedy. Are you in charge of House of Mouse, too? Not my I Mickey. I want... I want Mickey like how, like he was intended, vaguely anti-Semitic. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I, I um, demand two. Hu- uh, I demand two hundred million dollars to remake House of Mouse the way it was always meant to be seen. Okay, Cody. Cody, are you sitting down? <laughs> I'm sitting down. You might want to lay down for this because I have a I'm pitch. laying down. I'm sleeping. Okay. Haunted House of Mouse. <gasps> Holy shit, Mark, don't you do that to me. I've got a podcast left to record, and you What's say Haunted House of Mouse to right, me? Cody, That's I'm my whole day. The, I'm pulling up the Google Doc. Let's write this thing. Okay, let's just start writing it. Okay. So Haunted House of Mouse, they kind of do spooky spooky decorations. Jack Skellington is there. He doesn't have to be the whole thing, because I don't want no, it no. too much Nightmare Before hey, Christmas. But I'm, like, sorry, Frank I'm sorry. Frank and Jack Skellington. is the dog. Jack Skellington is not there. Uh-huh. Um, you know who is there? The big mouse, who's kind of bad. Ooh, uh, Mortimer. That's Pete, and he's oh, a Pete. dog. You dumb bitch. Mortimer Mouse <laughs> is like kind of skeevy. He was in House of Mouse. Yes, yes, yes. He was kind of skeevy. We also have to keep Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in it. He can Wait, do like magic Mortimer? tricks. Mortimer's he's just kind of a me mouse. Yeah. He's like Mickey. Originally, but a bitch. Walt Disney was going to name Mickey Mouse Mortimer Mouse, but his wife told him, "Hey, Mickey instead." And so then House of Mouse, I think it was House of Mouse that originally created Mortimer Mouse as a separate character who's like an anti-Mickey and it's kind of like always right, up to right, something. Right. Oh, he's but, always up to something. Yeah. So you're saying Mortimer Mortimer is like the Waluigi of very no, much exactly. the Waluigi. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Haunted House of Mouse, we definitely have to incorporate the Hatbox Ghost from Haunted Mansion, make sure that sure, they're sure. in there, their whole thing yep. is going on. Um, definitely a lot of Haunted Mansion motifs. Mm-hmm. Um, Pirates uh, of the Caribbean, are we some of those. Murphy for this? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. This is rebooted. Um, right, everything right, right. is Haunted House so of Mouse. So we need Does like it a take sexy place in a Haunted Murphy. Mansion? Let's think about it. Does no. it take place no, in the No, it lo- takes place in a house of mouse. Yeah, it's, just it's just haunted. Okay. Okay. No, I'm writing down all these things. Is it the things. ghost of Walt Disney? No. We, he, no. He, no, no. It's just Mickey you just You don't like, have ghosts wh- when, you're, when you're frozen. You don't have exactly. ghosts when you're frozen. True. It's just That's Mickey like wearing this. a sheet over his head because he's like a ghost sometimes. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. So but but like they try in different costumes. It's, 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 it's Halloween every episode, but it's over uh, like the span of years. It's always spooky season, but never Halloween. Oh, very good! Halloween's okay. the finale. What about this? Ooh. Pluto is playing like a Scooby Dooish character. I love it. Do they have to solve haunted mysteries? Maybe. Ooh. Do they have Possibly. to like strip to get their daughter back? Uh, wait. That reminds me of something. Striptease. Mark, you wanted oh, yeah, to say yeah. something uh, about uh, that? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that. What if um, Goofy's World of Sports was also incorporated in Haunted House of Mouse? Okay, hold on. Now I'm thinking about <laughs> spooky sports, and there's a whole lot we can do there. There's bowling with skeleton I'm sorry. heads. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. So so <laughs> back to striptease. <laughs> sure. Um. When. When she goes to see the senator the second time, Ving Rhames goes with her and is kind of chatting with the security guards outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they ask if he's like seen any famous people audition to be strippers. And he <laughs> says, um, he oh, says, yeah, he says Meryl Streep. Yep. And I just wanted to kind of spitball some um, Meryl Streep stripper names. Oh, I have some okay. ideas that sure. I've written down. Um, of course, there's Meryl Streep. Duh. That's a, yeah, Too yeah, easy. That's a good one. Right. 
How about Ricky and the Flashers? <laughs> Dan, that's good. Uh, I got one. Got. Can, can we? Uh, so let's just do round table. Let's pitch them. How about yeah. Mamma Mia, my boobs? <laughs> I was going to say Dancing Queen, but. Uh, that's also that's good. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Sophie's um, Choice, left boob or right boob? <laughs> um, The poll instead of the post. Okay, oh, okay. that works. That uh, works. Um, Julie and Julia? <laughs> she just dances with somebody else in that one. Yeah. Um, Kramer um, versus Crotcher. Uh, Cream. Okay, Kramer? this is about to get real. Kramer. Uh, yeah, Kramer this is about to get real. Kramer versus there Kramer. Um, how about um the Iron? Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> she's the Lady, Iron. Lady, she's wearing Iron underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Margaret Thatcher. I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, instead of into the woods, onto the wood. Ooh, um, onto your that's wood. Good. Yeah. That's good. Um, um, into her bush would be the alternate. <laughs> Could also that be that for that one. Uh, um, what was the one that she had like two years? These ago aren't good names. These sing? are just parody. <laughs> these are just porn parodies of her movies. <laughs> um, um, uh, uh, Florence Foster uh, sneak in, <laughs> sneak in my dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what have we uh, What have we done? I don't know. Uh, Meryl Streep. We've stretched this podcast to an hour. That's what we've done. <laughs> Good job, team. <laughs> High fives all around. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, weird, weird that he said Meryl Streep. Like, she's not even, she's never been known as being like a sex pot. Well, he I was, think, he was I messing think... with them. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, and like, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, he had sure. like this like wry smile. Like he was like, yeah, Meryl Streep. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right, right. He was, um, yeah. Oh, um, add up, tap that. <laughs> a- adaption. <laughs> she's in ad- yeah, adaptation, adapt, I yes, think, for a yes. little bit. Um. So, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about this movie? I'd like that game you presented, Mark. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, overall thoughts, I guess. Did you guys have fun watching it? I very much did. I I had fun watching it. Yeah, it was because like literally, I didn't know what was going to happen next. Ever, someone could come out with an axe. Someone could like True. make love to Lint. Yeah. True. I watched this, I made the mistake that I did while watching uh, English Patient and also watched this one very sleepy. So I was just like, fuck this, get it over with. Right. Um, which is not the best environment to be watching movies. And so that's not necessarily fair to the movie. That's just me. Um, so I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's the worst Razzie movie we've watched, but it, it's just kind of like, eh. I would venture to say it's the best Razzie movie we've watched. Well, we're about to vote on that. But, Mark, what are your final thoughts before we do that? I um, thoroughly enjoyed myself watching this movie. It's kind of just a, a good time with a bunch of wacky characters that are just having fun. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I was going to say I don't have anything against this movie, but there, I have a lot. Yeah, it's, lot it's horrible. It's a very movie. bad movie. It's a very bad movie. Like, it's very en- watchable. It's enjoyable in that, like... You just get to see Burt Reynolds act like a crazy man. Uh, yeah. But like, I mean, so like nothing like comes together in any like way that's like worthwhile or meaningful. It's just like a mess. But it's like fun to watch everyone, a mess sometimes. Everyone in this movie is having a really good time. Um, like Demi Moore is having the, like there's a scene where Demi Moore is like dancing and getting ready in the morning. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, she's having so much fun. So. But feels completely out of character for the, her character for the rest of the time because yeah. she's so serious the rest I of the time. Like I feel like the I, I found that director scene was just like, you know how girls do. They 
dance when right, they get exactly. ready. Like he just has this idea. Yeah, exactly. of, I also notice in that scene the way she gets dressed is she has like the towel around her and she puts mm-hmm. on her shorts underneath the Pants. towel before she takes the towel off. Which yeah, like which is not a way how people get dressed. Yeah, in the locker room maybe, but when you're alone in your maybe. house. Right. But no. then she's like, she's like, I want to make sure that like my butt is like covered before I take this towel off because I don't want to be indecent. Got pants on, don't need a shirt, towel off. Yep. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, so before we vote, let's um, let's look at what two of our most prominent film critics had to say about this movie. So Leonard mm. Maltin said, not funny enough or dramatic enough or sexy enough or bad enough to qualify as entertainment in any category. Oh, boy. I'm. I'm kind of with Leonard on this one. I think he's a bit extreme, but I kind of like agree. Like it's not, it's kind of a nothing movie to me. Yeah. Um, then so, I mean, I, I agree. It isn't dramatic enough or sexy enough. It might be bad enough. Oh, and it may be, might be funny enough. My, uh, I don't know about funny enough. Um, oh, so Roger, I just what? looked up Roger Ebert's, uh, score. Okay. And what did Robert or Roger Ebert give it? Well, I haven't the, read anything uh, about his review, but it's three out of four stars. <laughs> what? Okay, so Mark didn't put that research in. What he put in was what Ebert said. He said all of the characters are hilarious except for Demi Moore's, which is kind of accurate. Yeah. Yep. She doesn't um, do anything particularly funny. And then he said funny. he he thought the nudity wasn't sexy enough, which is kind of a weird <laughs> review to read now. So that's where the one star went. <laughs> Roger okay. Ebert, I'm not horny. Because that's enough. kind of a weird. Like, if you saw that in a review now, you would be. Uh, it, who's that fucking guy? We all, uh, all of film Twitter gets mad at James Woods. No, no, it's Lights that's Camera Jackson. Okay, no, I get mad at Lights Camera Jackson. <laughs> it's some dude. His name's Hollywood Elsewhere. Is the thing that he does. Sure. Oh. Um. He. So let me find the name for this guy so we can blast him. Um. So his name is uh, Jeff Jeff Wells. Um, so if you're on like film Twitter and follow a lot of film reviewers, you'll see them dunk on him. Shitty dude. He leaved in. He left in the middle of Incredibles two because somebody was laughing too loud. Right. Right. Um, Come on. This guy. Yeah. Um. So and he's just like shitty. He's a shitty dude. And where he gained the most notoriety is after he saw 310 to Yuma, he emailed, um, what is the name of that director? The Logan director. Um, uh, uh, well, wow. Now I can't. James, Ma- James, James Mangold. 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 Uh, yes. It's, it's so, funny so how that <laughs> happens. I would have just been able to say James Mangold <laughs> if you hadn't like put me on the spot. But Right, right. So, so he emails him and he's like, hey, I thought your movie was really good. It's a classic Western, all that kind of shit. Um, I noticed this actress was naked in it. Do you have any like stills from production that day that you can uh, send my way? This is a film reviewer. Yikes. Yeah, this dude sucks. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> fuck Jeff Wells. Um, hey, and Lights Camera Jackson, I need to talk to you about Pixar also. <laughs> well, I don't think he well, gets it. I don't think he gets uh, when it works and when it doesn't. Did I tell you guys I watched one of his Sunday review things? <laughs> For what wow. movie? Yeah, uh, he just does like a weekly recap thing. Okay. I'll send you guys the next one. He does it every Sunday. Okay. I'm not gonna watch it. No, I'll Mark. You have anyway, to, promise me not... a minute and a half. Promise me a minute and a half. I, uh, I'm not gonna keep that promise. You're. Um. It's <laughs> while you're sitting on the toilet taking a giant juicy dump. Just watch Gross. 90 seconds of Lights Camera Jackson. Okay. 
I'll send it to you. Anyway, what were you going to say, Mark? I was going to say that this isn't a podcast where we just dunk on uh, other film reviewers. It's but, also a podcast where we pitch Haunted House of Mouse. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. But right, we're right. better at it than they are. No, I no no no. I didn't stop. I didn't want to. I didn't bring those up to do that. It's just those two are like known for it. And uh, thinking about people saying like, so that's what I'm saying is like that nudity remark doesn't happen anymore unless it's from Jeff Wells. Um, was the whole point of that diversion? And then I, I had my ongoing feud with Lights Camera Jackson. Do it, uh, like Mark. If, if Lights Camera Jackson wants to come on the podcast, though, no, feel yeah, free. It'd be great. I, I, I want to pick his brain. He's got is some uh, interesting. Well, um, like you want to you want to pick on his brain, um, Mark. Yeah. We previously had decided that Showgirls was the best movie Ugh. that the Razzies said was. You the two worst. decided. Um. So, Mark, yeah, I'm going to need you to vote works. one more time. And, um, oh, I forgot we had a lot of voting left to do. So let's jump on that. Hey, what's, uh, what's better, um, Showgirls or this movie? That's actually hard. Um, I forgot I was going to have to do this. I think, oof, oof, it might be this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, go with this movie. Interesting. I definitely agree that it's this movie. Fascinating. Wow. I did not think it was going to go this way. I mean, um, I had a much better time. Uh, Showgirls was like bizarre in a different way, but it was like I was more bored. All right. So my vote doesn't matter because Striptease has been determined the best uh, movie that the Razzie said was the worst. I would have voted, voted for Showgirls. Showgirls. I find I find that movie very interesting, uh, but I also kind of like Verhoeven as a whole. But I will accept my uh, defeat. Um, so... Uh, let's also rank the movies that we covered this year. Um, I will go first because I have mine prepared. Um, Thank you because I've already forgotten what we watched this year. Right. So uh, for me, first place is Scream. Uh, second is Fargo. Third is That Thing You Do. Fourth is The English Patient. Fifth is Striptease. Who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. I think it's very similar to yours. Uh, Fargo at number one. Mm-hmm. Scream at number two. That Thing You Do. Strip tease the English patient. <laughs> you really hated that one. Oh, I hated the English patient a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to be the exact same as Chad. Um, okay. Fargo, um, Scream, That Thing You Do, Strip Tease, the English patient. All right. So that's our. Uh, those are our rankings of the 1996 movies. Um, and to round us out, wait, you have something Yeah, I've just also, I think you guys have been doing it too, just keeping an overall ranking on our letterboxd. Um, oh yeah, I have not updated that in a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> I try to keep it up. Um, I, I think I might be one know, movie behind. I just right. pulled up uh, Meryl Streep's Wikipedia or IMDb here, um, uh-huh. and if you just let me know when you're ready for another one, I can just, I can just pull it, pull it whenever you guys I mean, are ready. Bring it up. Just, just do it, it now. Um, the Giver. I'll make her the Taker. <laughs> oh, um, that's just one, one for now. Good sure. One. Um. So I guess. So so, what did you want to know about that list, Mark or Chad? About the running list that we've been doing, um, just telling people nothing, to go look just at that it. That's just that that's there if, uh, y- yeah. if you're interested in seeing like a more broader ranking, right? Because yeah, I have everything we've watched for it on there. So I just um, the only one I don't have is striptease. I'll add that with the release of the episode. Gotcha. More like Fantastic Mrs. Foxy. <laughs> I didn't know she was in that movie. Um, yeah, okay, Mrs. Fox. So. Now we have to do our final thing, which is we had decided that Fargo is the best movie of 1996. That is well established. Um, 
so now we have to decide whether or not it beats Before Sunrise, which was our reigning champ yes. of best movies of our entire lifetime. Uh, Mark, you go first. Before Sunrise or Fargo? Jeez, that's tough. Um, to be clear, have not even thought about this up until this very moment. <laughs> Surprising um, who? <laughs> just a bad co-host over here. Um, oh, wow. I, sh- I like also want to take into consideration what you guys are going to vote for. Jesus Christ. Chad, go. <laughs> Before okay. Sunrise or Fargo? Um, I have so I have both of these movies on Letterboxd. You can have your four favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Both of these movies are in those four slots. So oh, that's pretty tricky. Neither one of them are in mine. Tricky. Oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah so whatever. Just saying. Um, whatever. Lion King is still number one. Um, as far as like movies that have like stuck with me and I think always will and like have influenced me, I think Fargo is just like the clear winner here. I love Fargo. Uh, and I love Before Sunrise too. And the rest of the trilogy was awesome, but you guys didn't warn me about the third part, which I didn't nope. want to spoil it for you. Not a big spoiler was uh, real hard to watch, but real good too. <laughs> really, really good. Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I'm gonna vote for Fargo. Uh, Mark, you go next. I think I decided on Before Sunrise. I think I just have like more of an emotional connection to that mm-hmm. than I do to um, Fargo. Okay. Um, so that's one for each. So I am tiebreaker. Hey. Um, I like Before Sunrise. I've kind of given it shit because it would be kind of basic for us to get. Um, but TBH, so would Fargo. Um, <laughs> but but they're both very good movies. Like I'm not being dismissive of them, but they are kind of like, oh yeah, film boys. That's what they'd pick. Um, but Before Sunrise, I think is good. But kind of by watching the other ones, it's the worst of the trilogy. Not saying it's bad, but I think the other two are superior, um, which is not necessarily fair to the movie itself. It's honestly um, probably my favorite of the trilogy. Really? My yeah. favorite is the third one. Um, it goes three, two, one to me. You just like to be sad? No, I just I just think uh, it, it does matter. Um, so I, I, I think it's very good. Fargo, though, um, I really like crime stuff and investigative stuff. Um, it feels closest to the things that I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Fargo. So Fargo is now our reigning champ. Hey, the new one won again. <laughs> <laughs> the new one won again. <laughs> um, you know. Movies so, just got better and better. Yeah, I think we'll reach a point, I yeah. think. <laughs> we'll see. I'm trying to think of what we all have for next year, but I don't think Fargo's going to get beat next year. We'll see. Well, people need to listen to the cast to find There will out, be movies sure. next year that I haven't seen yet that right. I'll, uh, yeah. Um, so, Chad, tell people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me at Chad A. Oliver all over the place. Good. I'm glad you didn't tell people to follow your Goodreads or some shit. Oh, Mark. I am on Goodreads now. <laughs> if you want to add me as a friend and follow along with what I'm reading. Um Mm. I just started in Dubious Battle by John Steinbeck, and it is a fun read so far. I'm two chapters in. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Mark, <laughs> where can Look, people Meryl find Look, Meryl Streep stripping would not be a series of unfortunate events. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. God. These, are, these aren't stripper names. This Mark. started out as names. <laughs> um, The Devil names. Wears Prada, the Meryl wears nothing. <laughs> Mark, the, okay, the Meryl wears, wears nada. nada. Meryl wears nada. Oh, man, that's you so good. You dumb idiot. 
Um, uh, look, it's not complicated. I just want to see Meryl Streep strip. Um, <laughs> and now, coming to the stage, it's not complicated. I just want to see Meryl Streep strip. Bad strip. It's a bad stripper name. That's a bad stripper name. <laughs> Very funny to me. Mark. Mark, tell people. <laughs> um, you can find me. I'm sorry. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Wallington Mark. Chad, please cut out that l- solid minute of us just laughing. Um, no, please leave it in. I'll Double it. Triple it. Quadruple <laughs> it. I'm hearing from Cody that I should triple it, so I'll do that. Um, you're hearing from our listeners. Please don't. It's just in, like a minute of dead air. But um, what am I hearing you, from the fans? <laughs> Good, Good question. Um, the same thing. You can find me on Twitter at Wellington Mark. Like I said, you can find me on Letterbox at Mark zero zero one four. Goodreads, Facebook, Venmo, <laughs> Square Cash. Yeah, if you want to Venmo us some money, I'm on. I'm on Venmo. I'll have you know, I'm on like five different like digital money, like Venmo, Square Cash, <laughs> Google Wallet. Someone made me download PayPal. My friends in Chattanooga don't use anything but PayPal. Who are they? I I made. Mark download uh, Square Cash, and then when I figured out, no, Google I Wallet use Square Cash before you. You made me download Google, Google Wallet, Wallet because that's the one I use. Because I can't use Venmo; it's a whole complicated thing. But if you want to Venmo Chad or Mark right. and explicitly write a legal document that says they have to share it with me, they'll get the money to me. Um, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on Letterbox by just searching my name. I think the same for Goodreads. I think you just search my name. I don't think I did a special username. Yeah, it's, I, don't know uh, how I think it's works. attached to my Facebook. Yeah, so, so who knows? If you're my Facebook um, friend, add me on Goodreads. If not, um, don't. Don't. I, who, this isn't a reading podcast. I don't know why we're all plugging Goodreads. I think it's because we got it today. Yeah, essentially. Basically. Um. So my of mice and men review has gotten eleven likes now. Okay. It was, it was stop nine, bragging, you nine bitch. at the beginning of the podcast. It's up to eleven. It, Anyway, uh, you can find our show at We Pick Picks, W-E-P-I-C-K-P-I-C-S on Twitter, um, where we got really upset about National Kissing Day the other day. Um, you can also join us on the Best Pictures Podcast Facebook group, uh, where we talk about the latest releases of the week and various other things. It's a fun time. Um, and I think that's it. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, Chad, what is the best movie what is the best movie that the Razzies declared the worst? Strip tease. Yeah, that's what yes. we ended on. Yep, hey, yep, Mark, yep, yep. what is the best movie that the Razzies claimed was the worst? Strip tease. Hey, Cody, what was the best movie? Whatever. The question. <laughs> uh, strip tease. Hey, Chad, oh. what's the best movie of our lifetime? <laughs> Fargo. Mark, same question. <laughs> um, Fargo. Cody, what's the best movie of our lifetime up to this point that we've covered on the podcast? Correct. It is Fargo. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember... I have a kick-your-ass fetish. Now coming to the stage, <laughs> the ant bully, but like ant with a U. Um, the, the whole thing is she's like your aunt, but kind of mean. It's Meryl Streep! Is that like a king? Right. Yeah. Mean ants? Mean aunts? Very specific stripper. Next episode, we're doing a special guest episode with Eli Smith from Purely Nostalgia. On their podcast, they talk about movies that they liked when they were kids. So we decided the best cross-section would be for us to cover the movie that won the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Award for Best Movie that year. And guess what it was? Probably a 
fun, family-friendly kid movie, right? Nope. It was Independence Day. We had already committed to the bit, so next episode we're watching <laughs> Independence Day. It's available to stream on Stars and to rent on Amazon and iTunes.